In this episode of Testimony, a Musician Story, presented by Soundseekers, I talked to rapper Wolf. This is my first conversation with him. I didn't know him, but now I do. <laughs> he talks about growing up in the Dominican Republic and then moving to America and just life, you know, that, that transition. He talks about the lowest point in his life and the relationships that brought him out of that low point and just the importance of him experiencing that low point so that he can appreciate where he's at now. He also breaks that he's going to be dropping a mixtape and he breaks down Can't Decide featuring a Klesso, For Real, Mistakes remix with Paris Carrez and Chris Soul's Florida Boy that he has featured on in the four song breakdown. I am Galica Brown, and this is Soundseekers Presents Testimony, a Musician's Story. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with your first music memory, whether it be a song, music video, dance, whatever your first music memory oh, is. Oh, man, there's so much. First music memory, I have to say it was in 2016, I believe. Mm-hmm. I headlined this one show at a church. And it was like the show where I was that I did where I was like, okay, I, I think this is really what I, what I'm. This is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to do. Cause it was like this. I had merch. This is when I dropped my first merch, and it sold out at the show. So just that show is very special to me. It was okay. like a Christmas bash. So like it's just very special. So I always remember that that night. It was what? Really, what city was I? Uh, my my hometown, Miami. Okay. Mm -hmm. awesome Awesome. okay so your first music memory is basically like a show that was super important to you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. your hometown i'm assuming they they showed up and showed out for you (laughs) sure it did it was fun it was fun cool all right so you said your hometown's miami so that's where you were born and raised no i was born in dominican republic i'm dominican Okay. Um, I came to the states around two thousand and nine, and then I moved to Miami. Um, I was about ten years old. Okay. I'm twenty one now. Yeah, so I was ten years old around when I came to Miami. Um, I I I was raised in a not so good neighborhood. Um, Mm -hmm. People that are from Miami, they know um, Opalaka. It's kind of like a tough neighborhood. So I grew up there, and then moved out around Miami. I'm now in like more north, more up north in South Florida, but I'm still I'm still in the around the area. Do you remember the DR at all? Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's it's, I can't forget it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I haven't been back in a while. Last time I went was like 2014. So it's been a long time. Um, But yeah, I remember some parts, but my mom, my mom is over there now. She tells me all the time, like how things have changed, like and I'm like, I'm so amazed how, how much things have changed because it's been a long time. But I remember, I remember, I have a lot of good memories over there. So, so what's like, what's one good memory that you can share with us for those who know nothing about the DR who have never been? Oh man, so um, <laughs> the resorts over there are just amazing. Right? Yeah, so what? I, that's I, amazing? The resorts, like okay. hotels and that they have over there. I remember as a kid, we used to go to them a lot because um, 
my parents, they would just like to go on vacations, but we'll never leave the country. We'll just go to like the resorts and like Punta Cana, which is a known place for resorts and hotels and stuff like that. So we'll go. And um, and I remember being a little kid and just wondering, why is everything free here? I just <laughs> thought everything was free because, you know, once you pay, yeah. everything is included. But as a kid, I was just like be in <laughs> heaven because everything was free and I could eat as much as I want. Yes. So like, that's a funny, good memory I have just growing up as a kid, always thinking I was in heaven. <laughs> so that's interesting that you guys went to resorts, even though you live there, like you weren't actually. Right. Tourists, that tells you a lot. Okay. <laughs> that tells you a lot about the resorts, how great they are. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And um, when you, so you said your mom is there, did mm-hmm. you come over with your whole family or part of your family? Okay. So, um, so, Around when I was a baby, baby, the first time I came to Miami, I was like two, three years old. I don't remember anything. Um, and then I became a resident here, and then I went back to 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 DR. Um, and usually the rule is you can't leave for more than six months. So I left when I was three, came back when I was ten. That's a long time, yeah. a lot of years. Um, so my dad sent just me, my brother, and a sister. I have a brother, older brother, older sister. So we came alone, and then we went through this whole process. They were gonna like send us back because we were too long in the DR. It was a whole thing. We was in the airport for hours and hours and hours. Um, they allowed. They decided to let us um, come in and um, um, let us be residents, but we weren't allowed to leave for like three more years. Okay. So that's when we decided to move um, to Miami. And then my dad came and then my mom came later after. But after a while, not so long ago, my mom decided to move back to DR just because things are better over there for her. Um, Yeah, so she's over there now. She still comes and visit. And then I plan on going soon and visiting her as well. Okay. So So you said you have a brother, just one sibling? Yeah, I have a brother and a sister. A brother and a sister. Okay. Mm-hmm. And did, did you grow up in a Christian household? Um, my mom became a Christian when I was like, I think right before me leaving and coming to Miami in 09, around there. My mom had recently become a Christian, but I was still like, you know, I was just still I was still young. I was still a kid, so I didn't really understand mm-hmm. much of it. But when my mom came over, then that's when she started implementing and waking me up every Sunday morning to go to church and stuff like that. So I started going to church then. And uh, yeah, at the time it was only my mom. Then later on, my dad became Christian as well. So as, as, long, as well as me. <laughs> so what, like around the same time your father gave his life to Christ, you did too? Uh. I think I, it was me first. I was very young still. I was probably like 12 or 13 because mm-hmm. um, my parents put me in a Christian, a private Christian school. It's weird because the private Christian school is in the in the neighborhood, is like in the bad neighborhood that I grew up in. Okay. It's very small. I even, I ended up graduating in that school. It was a K through 12 school. I ended up graduating there. My graduating class was like 10 people. This tells you oh how small <laughs> this is cool. It was small. a, t- yes, it was, <laughs> it was hella small. 
So um, I remember when I came, I was in a public school, Oplock Elementary. Um, I was in that school. And when I came, I didn't want to, I didn't know English like that yet. So mm-hmm. I wanted to go to school with, with all my cousins. All my mm-hmm. cousins were in this private Christian school. After I made friends in the public school, I wanted to go where they were going to go to the middle school. And then I remember crying, telling my parents, no, I don't want to go to the private school. No, I'm going to go to that private school. But it turned out that private school changed my life. And I'm where I am today because of that. You know, I just had so many mentors and leadership being that um, that taught me and kept me away from doing certain things, you know. Okay. And so that's where you say, was it while you were there that you gave your life to Christ? Yeah, for sure. So I don't know if you're familiar with like Christian schools and stuff like that, but they have like chapel days. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it was in, in a chapel day. I remember I was just like, I was about 12 to 13. And I remember just being in the altar just crying. And then that's where as a kid, is it? And then, you know, after that, I had a lot of, you know, high school moments where it was down, but that's when I gave my life to Christ for the first time. Do you recall if there was a message or something that that got you there or what? Uh, no, I just remember um, the one of the guy that was preaching. Um, he was just talking about, oh, I'm trying to, it was something about, he was giving a story about a kid that he knew and a story that, that his the kid friend had passed away and the kid never told, the kid was Christian and his friend wasn't and he never told his friend about God mm. and that how he, he had to live with that. It was a message around there. Then I just remember being touched like, yo, like, you know, you, life is short and I, I was just like in tears. I don't know, it yeah. just hit me. So, so that was 12 and then you say you go to high school and and then <laughs> high school happens <laughs> so um a lot of you know just bad influences and stuff like that but um my parents raised me pretty good so i always knew what was good and bad you know i've seen a lot of things but um it was just something in me i was just, i mean definitely the holy spirit i was just never into those kind of things you know i was always around them but i was never a part of it so Um, the because you went to a high school of 10 so i'm not so was the the bad influences around you were that in your environment outside of the school or was it the nine other people you went to school no for (laughs) sure outside of school and where i was where i was hanging or where i was being when i was done with school the people I was being around with, right? I mean, a few from school, but mm-hmm. not much, you know, it's just the neighborhood. It wasn't a good neighborhood. So the people around them, people, my friends from elementary school that I remained friends yeah. with them throughout high school and everything is just, you know, bad influence and stuff like that. But, you know, God is great. <laughs> okay. And how does God's presence look like in your life personally, outside the music, just personally? Oh man, it's amazing. Like, um, uh, right when I got out of high school, it was a lot of stuff going on for me. I had a lot of stuff going on, music, and then the career that I wanted to do aside from music. And I was very, I found myself away from God for a long period of time when I got out of high school, because I started to focus more on things that I had to do and stuff like that. Um, 
I ended up um, changing. Um, I went. I go to a different church now because I, I was still going to the. So the school that I went to was also a church. Mm-hmm. So I used to serve there. I used to be in the worship team, all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but then I ended up changing church because I just felt something in me wasn't right. Um, and then now I go to a, a great church called the Brook Church, Miami to Miami. Amazing. Um, led by Pastor Mucci. And um, they're just amazing. Like, I, I love Pastor Mucci so much because every every Sunday I just feel new again. Yeah. So I feel like right now um, I, I'm at my best right now when it comes to like um, my Christianity and my faith. I feel like it's 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 the best right now. That's awesome. I mean, having a good church home community, especially a pastor that's feeding into you, mm-hmm. that's important. Yes. <laughs> that's uh, yes. something major right there. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to switch up and go to our hot topic. So what's trending on Twitter and right now in the entertainment section, Tory Lanez is twin is trending. Oh man. (laughs) Have you kept up with Tory Lanez and the Megan Stallion story at all? I've kept up a little bit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's a little confusing everything that's going on because you just, I mean, anything in the mainstream, you just never really know the truth, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, prayers up to Megan. I know she's been doing fine, but, you know, that's something scary to go through. Um, yeah. Well, just, it's, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to tell you the the latest headline is that Tory Lanez is charged with felony assault in the Megan the Stallion shooting. And if convicted, he faces up to 22 years and eight months in prison. Ooh. Yeah. Man, <laughs> that's just, you know, when if when I first heard, when I first saw the news, I was like, there's no way. Like, I was like, Tory shot Megan the Stallion, like, in what right mind, you know? Yeah. But again, you know, like, we don't know these people. We don't know their heart. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. I, I used to, I love Tori as an artist. I love Megan as an artist. They're great artists, but personally, I don't know none of them, yeah. you know? So um, I just hope they stay safe and hope, let's see what happens. Hope the truth comes out, see what happens, but. Yeah, well. Sorry, Tori, Tori, Tori. <laughs> my, my question to you is more about like the way that he handled the situation right so now he yeah (laughs) that's what makes it so more like that's why the mainstream is so uh, what's the word i'm looking for kind of toxic (laughs) because this happens he doesn't say anything for a long time because it's a very it's a very serious topic right Mm there's a very serious situation um, and then he decided to drop a project to talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, one, I'm like, okay, maybe because you're an artist and you're that's the way you can express yourself. But I'm like, two, maybe you could have found a better way of doing this, right? Which he could have. Yeah. And could have avoided him so much problems, but. Again, we don't know these. I don't know them personally. I don't know why he chose to do that. I don't know his intentions behind that. 
I heard it was probably like it was the anniversary of his mom passing away, but mm. I don't know. Um, yeah. Nothing makes sense to me that's going on. So <laughs> I, was, I I looked into it and then I was like, ah, it's not my business. So I just yeah. yeah. No, I feel like you like we'll never know exactly what happened, but I think exactly. that he definitely could have handled it better. For sure, <laughs> like hundred percent, a hundred. Don't be silent and then make an album. Yeah. About it. Like, exactly. A hundred percent. He could have. Yeah. I thought when he announced um something at 9 p.m., I was always going to go on live and talk about it. And then it was a whole hour. And then I thought it was a song. And then I found out it was a whole album. I was just like, what, what, what? Yeah. No, I'm cool. I, I didn't know, listen was, to that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nah, yeah. All right. Yeah, this is, so let's move forward into music and how you got your music start. Mm, my music start. So um, during high school, well, I grew up playing baseball. That was my dream to become okay. a baseball player. Yeah, so I grew up playing baseball. Um, I have to ask. In, uh, okay, so I played most. <laughs> I would be switched around, but my favorite was shortstop. Okay. Was my favorite position to play. Yeah. Um, 2016 or 15, ending of 2015, which in 2015, I started my um, organization label, whatever people want to call it, Undefined Entertainment. Okay. And I started that. Um, towards the ending of that year, was it? No, it was the ending of. After my 2016 baseball season, um, I started to do music more and I started to actually try and put out records. And I was like asking my dad for money to like, so I could get it mixed. Cause at the time I didn't know none of that stuff. Um, and then I, I was asking my dad money for that. And I was asking him money for baseball stuff. So my dad was like, man, you gotta choose. <laughs> so I was, it was a, it was a tough like three weeks for me coming up with the decision. But um, I ended up quitting baseball that year. I didn't play my senior year, and um, and then I started doing music full time. So I believe when I, the day I said no to baseball was like the start of my music career for me, because it was so, like a big. I mean, that's that is major, especially you're saying yeah. that. Started your undefined entertainment in high school while playing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know. I just, um, undefined it means the world to me. Um, I was like 16 years old and God just put into my heart this, this vision for undefined. And I was just like, I was too young to understand it, but. I never said no, I just went with it, you know? Mm -hmm. And now I'm seeing the fruits of it. Like now I'm I'm just like understanding what God was telling me back then, which is amazing. But yeah, I was in high school and I started on the fine entertainment and then it was a whole different group than it is now and the people that's involved, cause you know, things happen, but yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad of that. I feel like that whole, Thing that was going on with Undefined, built me, built character, um, taught me how to be a leader. Um, so much that my my junior year in high school was was a lot. <laughs> I'm sure. 
<laughs> playing yeah. baseball and running and and at the same time as I was playing baseball, I was playing basketball and football. So I was playing sports all year all year round. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about undefined entertainment and what it what it does, how it serves. Um, so I started undefined entertainment in 2015, give you some background. Um I started doing a few shows. That's when I did that show that meant a lot. Um, but then there's this other show that we did last year, 2019, called Summer in the City. Um, that show was the first undefined show. Okay. Um, that was that was the first show we've ever put together, and it was just, it was crazy. That was my first actual like headline where my I did my own venue. It was no other church. It was, it was just all undefined and wolf, and it went amazing. It was great. The amount of people that even showed up. I was like, I had like two songs out at the time. I mean, I still don't have a lot of songs out, but. <laughs> To me, at the time, like, I was telling myself, I'm a nobody. How can I do this? Mm-hmm. And God was just telling me otherwise, you know? But Undefined, um, basically what we do is um, everything. <laughs> I try to do a little bit of everything. I'm building Undefined to be a record label in okay. the future. That's what I wanted to be. But we're also doing music videos. Um, we have a lot of photographers, videographers. We have producers. Um, we actually shot... I mean, I'm part of the video as well. We actually shot a music video for um, Chris Soul, Florida Boy. That was um, directed and edited by Undefined Entertainment. And then um, we just wanted to keep um, serving the community. Um, um, I want to start doing music videos for up and coming artists at a with great quality at a low, 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 low um, rate. Just to, because I know what it's like to be there. So uh, I want to be Undefined to be able to help those artists that are coming up and they don't, they don't know exactly where, how to deal with things and stuff like that. You know, I wanna, I wanna. We have a management team. Um, yeah, I'm just building it to kind of be a red flavor with different branches and stuff like that. We have a merch. We have a lot of merchandise and stuff like that. So okay. it's going pretty well. <laughs> so uh, you build this entertainment company. You decide to quit baseball. You focused solely on music and um was there like a moment where you felt like you I don't know I don't know want to say the term like big break or anything but oh for sure (laughs) for sure last year it was that that show um 2019 August 2nd never forget that show I have a big poster in my studio that we had up and everybody came and signed everybody that showed up um yeah, so early last year, early 2019, I went I was at the lowest point of my life, just going through things, um relationships, um problems. I was just very low, very low. Um I knew this is where uh, me and Aklesso come. I met Aklesso around 20 uh I want to say 2016, 2017. We've met and we always used to talk, but we were never on like a close friendship thing like that. But we, we knew each other and we would um, keep up with acts through text. Oh, how you doing? How you been? And then he had finished school and he came back. He moved back from Virginia back to Miami and all his friends were up there. So he didn't have nobody. And then I was like, you know, going through it. I didn't have nobody. 
and then we met up again and then you know he kind of like was that he kind of was like that rock for me you know like bring me back to god stuff because i was kind of like my faith wasn't there um i was just at a very low point in my life and then he came into the picture and it kind of helped me out he you know taught me a few things about relationships and friendships and how does that go and you know stuff that he'd been through um so like mid around may i decided you know what let's do this show let's do this undefined show da, 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 da. we put it together a became the host for the show so august 2019 that show happened and little after that in september i go on my first tour ever with reconcile Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like after that show, things just started like going crazy. I did the reconcile tour and then I did I joined um Raul and um What a Parji and Aklesso on the same Hunley tour on Miami okay. and Orlando dates. And then I did the A3C festival, right? It was like week after week, God was just like, you know, showing me like, yo, yeah, <laughs> you're here. Yeah. Um, I did the A3C festival, and right after that, I went to the Double Wars or Gabi. It was just like, everything was a week apart. It was just crazy. I never experienced anything like that. Now, did you have a relationship with Reconcile before you went on tour? Um, yes, uh, so I don't know. I don't even know if I should say it, but it don't matter. Me and Kles and Reconcile go to the same church here in Miami. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I met Reconcile. When was the first time I met Reconcile? We had a relationship before, but it wasn't like I know him, know him. You know, yeah. he was just like, he seen me on Instagram and he was like, oh, you're really. So he hit me through Instagram and then he called me and he was like, I want to bring you on tour. So I was like, let's do it. Okay. And then mm. what about with um, What Up RG and that tour? Yeah. So, so actually, he was supposed to come, he was just gonna come by and, and just chill on that show, August 2nd, the Undefined show we did. He had a show at another, he had to do a conference here in South Florida. So after the show, after my show and after his conference, we linked up and then we hanged out for, for like hours and hours. And then it's been my brother ever since, like that's, that's my brother. Okay, and then with Gavi, Oh, Gavi got him. <laughs> Gavi, Gavi. Oh, man. Um, I remember Klesso was working on his song, Wody. The day I met Gavi was the day we created Wody, a Klesso song, Wody. Yeah. Um, so I remember Klesso hitting me up at 11 o'clock at night. He's like, yo, I'm in the studio, but I'm like, I'm feeling now and I need the, I need you guys to come through. He hit us up in a group chat. I was like, bro, I'll work at six in the morning tomorrow. I got a 12 hour shift. He's like, I know, bro, but it's like, you know, I'm like, okay. He was like, just come for a few hours. I was like, oh man, all right. Keep in mind, this is a 45 minute drive for me. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just go, right? So I end up going with my, with some of my boys. And we end up going and uh, end up meeting Gavi and stuff like that. And I didn't get back home till like five in the morning. <laughs> you had to be at work at six? <laughs> at six. I ended up going to work at six in the morning. 
And I was at work like this, my eyes red, and they I had to, they they were like, "Yo, do we have to go send you to go get a drug test?" I'm like, "I'm good." I <laughs> um, but it was worth it, you know. After that one, that night was one of those legendary nights we usually have in the studio. Um, whenever Kleso, Gavi, whenever we're all together in a room, it's 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 insane. It's legendary. Yeah. Um, I mean, you hear the song, Woody is an amazing song, one of my favorite songs ever. Um, yeah, we've made so many memories. So appreciate it, Carso, for that, for that invite. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. I mean, I was just curious how you're, you know, making all these connections and all these moves. And like you said, you have few songs, like you don't, you don't have a, an album yet. We just have singles. Um, so I was wondering the same thing. And Akleso, the other day we were talking and he's like, he told me, he was like, bro, I don't know what it is, but it's just whenever you're around people, they just feel like they known you forever. So I never reached out. I never went up to Gavi talking to him about music. I never went up to Raul and what a part G and talked to him about music. It, it was, it's never, it's never about that when we're yeah. all together. You know, it's just, it's brotherhood. We're brothers, you know? Yeah. And also Paris and all those other guys, John Keith, it's not, we just, you know, I'm not the type to come up to you and talk about music. I'm like, man, talk about life. You know what I'm saying? We have so many great conversations. And, oh, my Gavi has taught me so much and just how to be a human and how to, you know, how to be, um, how to stay in your lane and, and, yeah. and um, keep God first. But it's also interesting because you said you you were at a point in your life, the lowest point where you basically felt alone. You like all your relationships were like severed, but mm. it now like sprouts these new relationships that are, you know, pulling you even closer to God and building character and just developing you as a man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I'm, it's Noah. It's God. It, yeah. I can't say nothing else. Like it's really God. <laughs> Like I never, never in my life have I been through like, I've been through up and downs, but never drastically like last year, how I was just way over here and then God just picked yeah. me up, you know? And I feel like I needed to be down there in order for God to really show me I could get you from here to there, you know? Um, and Kleso, God, all these guys, like, if you were to meet them in person and just have a regular conversation with them, these guys just, they show um, what a, what Christianity really looks like. Mm -hmm. You know, they they just walk and, and it's all love, especially a Klesel, man. Like, I love that guy. He's definitely like, I feel like he's my blood brother. I would kill for a Klesel. Like, yeah. just cause he's just so loving and he, he just, I, I, I just by being next to a class, so I'm learning things. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I love those guys, man. And if had you not been at that low point and somehow, like, everything still happened as far as your relationships goes and, um, you know, the success of your, your music and everything, do you think you would, you would have appreciated it as much as you do now? Oh, no, 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 no. For a fact, I'm pretty, I'm, like I said, I know I needed that, you know, like I hated it when it was going and when it was happening. But now that I'm looking back, I'm like, man, I needed that. Like, it, I appreciate it more. I've learned so much more. It, it's just God, God, God works in, in many ways. And he was definitely working with me 
yeah. in me when he took me down there and then brought me back up. And what Excuse a difference me. a year makes, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> a lot. So a much lot, can happen lot. in a year. Mm-hmm. Including you're on the new Reach Spanish album. Yep. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's, um, it still don't hit me. I still don't kind of like, even thinking about it now, I'm like, man, I remember being a kid and just listening to these artists. Even, gee, sometimes I'm in front of Gavi. I'm like, bro, I used to look up videos about you. We're like friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember um, being uh, being uh, a Spanish land kid in, in the States, listening to to anything reach records would drop just being on looking up anything any video about reach records anything and then now being able to be a part of the um i'm not mistaken this is the first spanish project reach records has ever put out yeah being a part of that i'm just like i'm out of, I'm out of, I'm out of words i know what to say i'm like god thank you yeah. i didn't even know that's what that's what's happening when i made the the song when i made okay. the song i thought it was just a song for cardiac but it ended up being on this project and i'm just like i'm just so grateful for cardiac all those guys that reach and god man he's been doing so much he's just been showing me when i was a kid i really didn't think dreams come true but they really do <laughs> dreams do come true dreams do come true <laughs> that's awesome and can you do me a favor and pronounce the name of the new reach album I don't know. <laughs> Sinvergüenza. Sinvergüenza. Say it again. So it's, it's unashamed in Spanish. Sinvergüenza. Sin, I'm not going to even try, but what's Yeah, it's hard. It's Sinvergüenza. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little difficult. <laughs> awesome. And let's go ahead and move on to the four song breakdown. So this is a section where mm. the artist recites a verse and discusses what's going on between the lines of the song's story. So, so I have to pick the song. I I picked four songs for okay. you already. Um, okay, can't decide okay, with Clesso for real mm-hmm. mistakes, which you have two versions of. One with Silver, yes, one with Paris Carrez, and mm-hmm. then Florida Boy with Chris Chris Silva, your future on that one. Yeah. Okay. So if you can start with mm. Can't Decide. Can't decide. <laughs> it's a fun song. I love that song. That's actually the first song me and Ecclesso ever made together. And we have like <laughs> a whole bunch of songs now. But a line on can't decide. Um oh shoot. Hold on, I kind of forgot my lyrics. Let me let me go and take a look at them real quick. <laughs> go ahead. Let's see. Let's see how it um <laughs> is what I say, but she loves God. She's a misfit. She just acts like she's different. So in this song, we're gonna kind of start talking about the name of the song is Can't Decide and the Hood Goes. Does she want eyes or does she want likes? And he's talking eyes, he's men in jewelry. We're talking about the um, you know, the Instagram girls that all they want is to act a certain way for Instagram. All they want is money, all they want is jewelry so in the in that line i talk about because you'll be surprised how much you see it um about this girl where she would go to church 
she would she was a church girl but outside of it she was she would just act completely different so that's why the line um she loves god she's a misfit but she just likes to act like she's different it's one of my favorite lines mm. on there because it was <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines on there and i'm sure there are some guys out there with the, the same yes no for <laughs> sure it's the same no don't get it don't get it twisted it's just what I was talking from my point of view, but <laughs> for sure it goes both ways. Trust me, I, I don't see, I seen, I had friends and they were like, mm. but for sure there's guys and girls, yeah. <laughs> not just girls. There are a lot of guys who are thirst traps out there too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's do For Real. Mm, for Real, love that song. Um, for real, I made for real during quarantine, which is my favorite line on for real. Uh, I think the line where I say, um, I'm a different breed, the ones that's hard to find. I think towards the end, that's in the bridge. Um, I say, I can't waste no time, you know, it's do or die. I'm a different breed once it's hard to find. So I made this song um, during quarantine where I was like, I mean, I never experienced anything like this and I'm pretty sure a lot of us haven't. Yeah. And I was just confused. I was like, is this a time to just, you know, chill, sit back and not do nothing or am I supposed to be where? Like, I was just like, I was feeling very lazy and, um, for real came about, I made for real to kind of like encourage people to like, you know, keep working, don't waste your time. Don't let this stop you from anything you're doing. And then for real, I talk about a lot of um, things that encouraged me and kept me up during this time. And um, I really like the line that I'm a different breed, the ones that's hard to find because I'm, I'm uh, my work ethic, I, 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 how do I put this? Like, um, I make sure I'm always working. I make sure I'm always doing something. I, I take pride on my work ethic because, um, yeah, I have talent, but to me, all I have is my work ethic. You know, like, I know, I know I'm not, there's way artists that are more talented than me. A lot of them, too many to count. But something I know that I have is my work ethic. Okay. Um, so I, I feel like not, not everybody has that that work in them that you know what i'm saying that dog how people say sometimes to you know always be working and not yeah, take pride on that so <laughs> there we go <laughs> hey, shoot, that was funny <laughs> where did wolf come from is that your name oh man yeah well no not my actual name <laughs> so my actual name is wolfred okay so you kind of see yeah you see it and then in high school, a teacher called me like Wolfie one time or something like that. And then the class tried to like clown me. Mm. And then when I was trying to come over to rap now, I was like, oh, why not Wolf? <laughs> I kept Wolf. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing, it's not a crazy meaning behind it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, I promise. <laughs> but it does play the part of you having that. that yes, it sure does. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um in the beginning of quarantine you said you were lazy which Mm -hmm. i think 
quarantine for everyone was just confusing. Either people, yeah. they took it and they're like, I don't know what to do with it. I don't feel like doing anything. I'm gonna do nothing. Or people were like, I have like this to-do list I need to get through. And they were just jamming through that. Um, I'm sure you weren't really lazy. I'm sure the the rest that you needed, your body needed, but how long, <laughs> how long was that, that little lazy rest period for you before? Um, that was like for the first two weeks, I was just confused and I was like, lazy <laughs> and then it kind of sparked that thing in my 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 boy um da vinci shout out to da vinci where's da vinci he makes all of, most of my beats he's part of the fine as well okay it was just like um man i got this beat for you bro i think you'll kill it so i have one i have a we have a little small headquarters where i have my own little small studio like a room but um I have one by myself and try to like make some music during quarantine and stuff like that. And I wasn't feeling it. I was, everything I was making wasn't like, it wasn't good, it wasn't hitting. And then right before I left, he sends me this one more beat and then I was like, All right, let me just listen to it. And then that was the for real beat. I listened to it and then automatically it just sparked. And then I made the track. And from there you so, been working. <laughs> I've been, I've been going. <laughs> and let's do mistakes. Mm, mistakes. This one, I have to, I have to look at this. It's <laughs> a little mistakes. Let's see. Which one? Um, I don't know. Are the lyrics <laughs> both the, or just uh, the production? Um, <laughs> I have an extra verse on the Remix. Okay. Which um, my favorite line. Um, it's probably these mistakes. They can never define me. Undefined. Got to keep them around. Me. Um. So what I meant there. So some mistakes. The reason why I made mistakes is is that this meaning a lot of people around the time I made mistakes. This actually I made mistake in that period of time where I was like very low. Okay. Um, and there was a lot of people. Um, I just felt like I wasn't accepted. A lot of people were judging me for doing certain things, for being myself. Um, so that's where mistakes can, comes from. From that, I was in that in that place where I just felt like I was I wasn't accepted. Mm -hmm. And um, when I made the song, I I just told myself, you know, it don't don't matter, like. Like defined, uh, undefined by God stands for defined by God, not by society. Undefined entertainment stands for defined by God, not by society. Um, so when I made this song, I had that in mind. I was like, you know, they can't define who you are. They can't, def they can't tell you who you're supposed to be because they're not your creator. So in the, in the line, when I said these mistakes, they can never define me. Um, that's literally that. I told myself, like, you know, my old, my mistakes, my past can define who I am or who I'm supposed to be. And then right after that, I say undefined, got to keep them around me because the meaning of undefined entertainment and just our brotherhood is what got me this far. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just always keeping in mind that my past can define me and um, keeping around my brothers and, and, and the movement going, would, would I'll be fine with just that. <laughs> Cool.
All right. Mm-hmm. And lastly, Florida boy, Chris Solson. Florida boy. And you said um, I love that song. I did the whole the video, the video. Yeah, yeah. Dope, dope song, dope video. I love that 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 whole the song, the video. I love Chris So. Shout out Chris So. That's my brother. He got a project coming out soon too. Um, favorite line on Florida Boy. Um, mm, man, I love that whole verse. <laughs> I don't know which one to, to point out. Um, if you want to do the whole verse, you can. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> let me let me listen to the song. I kind of like forgot oh, that one part. I think I got it though. I think this is this is my favorite part. Yeah, Towards the end, I say, um, I know some people that run with toys. They're not even little boys. They ain't never heard of joy. So um, I'm I'm talking, when I say toys, I'm not talking about actual toys. I'm talking about um, guns. It's, it's me knowing I, the, the certain people that I know that they're just living a different lifestyle. And um, they they've never heard of joy. And then just me being that, that there's this um verse that Andy said. I don't know what song it is, but I remember when I was a kid, I was like, ah, I love that verse. He said in that verse, um, for someone, don't quote me on this. I don't know exactly how he said it, but he was like, for some of my friends, I'm the only Bible that they've ever seen. So like in that line, I kind of brought that, you know, it's just, uh, I've been around people and I'm sometimes I'm still around people that they never, they're living a certain lifestyle completely opposite from me, but they 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 were never shown what what love and what joy is. And yeah. um, I feel like it's my job to introduce them to that. Okay, right on. Yeah. <laughs> and can we expect a project or anything coming from you? Okay. Maybe next so, year. <laughs> So yes, there's definitely a project. Um, I've been low key kind of like putting out little clues in there, but there's definitely a project. It's a mixtape. I have a mixtape coming out called "The Find Me If You Can." Um, no dates, no dates yet. Um, but hopefully soon. Um, I'm gonna keep dropping singles, and um, we can hopefully have that. Expect the project early next year. Awesome. Find me if you can. <laughs> and how does God's presence look like in your life musically? Oh, musically. Um, like like I was saying, now you you've known like my friends in the music business, which I don't look at it like that. It was just, just my brothers. Um, but you know, I've learned a lot from them. They taught me the do's and the don'ts, <laughs> and like um, there's the the things that I'm going to be coming across, you know, and how to, and always to make sure to put God first and to remember that you have a, that I have a platform and that there's people that are looking at me. And then I have to be that, that, um, that example to people, to kids. And, um, I'm just, 
every day I'm, I'm learning more and it's like it's, it's kind of it, it gets crazy i'm not used to having those dms but like now i go on instagram i'm just like i'm like what <laughs> but um not so long ago I, I i read a dm and it was talking about how one of my songs changed their life mm-hmm. it was like an old song and i was just like what like this is so weird like i didn't know how to feel um but I st- I'm starting to understand and, and I know that um, whatever I, I put into my music is definitely gonna show. Um, and God has been talking to me in many ways and and, and um, making sure, I'm just trying to make sure I always keep God in my music because um, like I was saying earlier, I've, I've, sometimes I'm around people that they live in a whole different lifestyle and then mm-hmm. they come up to me and they're just like, well, what's, what's this? god thing you'd be rapping about like what what is this and i'm and i'm i take that as a privilege that's a privilege to be able to tell somebody that's never heard about that you know but never never judging them just showing them genuine love and actually telling them about god um i have a lot of friends now that they never believed in god and then through my music not even me talking to them one-on-one they was like wolf i used to listen to but they were like one of my friends was like wolf i listened to your song and i prayed today for the first time and that was just like like i almost cried because i was just like man look how much power music has you know and um, i'm 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 just trying to i'm learning as i go but i know my my music has a purpose and i know um, it's gonna change lives so that's awesome. I, I, yep. <laughs> and <laughs> now that you've gone through this interview process with me, who would you like mm-hmm. to see me interview? Mm. Man, one of my mm, one of my favorite, I don't know if you guys interview them yet, but one of my favorite persons to talk to as a friend. Or if I was an artist and we're talking, I mean, I am, but like we don't talk artist to artist. We're just yeah. friends. Um, is Romar Jesse. That guy is so, I, I don't think people understand how yeah. smart is Romar Jesse. I'm not familiar Never. with him at all. Oh, man. What? <laughs> so, Romar Jesse, you should look into Romar Jesse as, like now, if you can, on your phone, on Instagram, and listen to his music. Okay. To me, he is one of the smartest artists and smartest person I've ever met. He's just so passionate and the way he talks is just, you just want to keep listening. (laughs) So for sure, look into Romar Jesse if you can. He's a great artist, great friend of mine. I love that guy to death. He's also friends of the classics. We're all in the same, we're all a little circle and we all know each other and we're all friends and brothers. So definitely Romar Jesse. Hey, what's up? Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for watching the show. However you consume us, thank you. Please subscribe to the show. And if you really enjoy the content, please leave a review. It really does help with the ranking of the show. And if you want to go an extra mile, share the show. Share this episode. And for all things testimony, visit testimonystories.com. Until next time, I'm Gilika Brown, the music lover constantly seeking positive music.